1: dot com. abraham lincoln radio studio at the george washington broadcast
0: center jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show when you order carry out online from Domino's, you're no longer just a customer you're a delivery driver delivering a delicious order of Domino's to yourself and we believe every great delivery driver deserves a tip so we'll tip you three dollars to use on your next order What was that? Domino's tipped me $3. Get tip when you order carry out online. Only at Domino's.
2: So Domino's Pizza is uh, giving you basically $3 off to come pick up your pizza because I got a shortage of drivers. Is the reason I wanted to play this story before we get into the big Johns Hopkins report about shutdowns. Why do they have a shortage of drivers? Because we upended the entire world economy when we started shutting down stuff all over the world and interrupting the supply chain, and who knows how many years or decades it'll take to get back to normal.
1: Temporary measures, Jack, to save lives. Are you against saving lives or saving lives?
2: So Johns Hopkins University put out this 62-page study, um, a literature review and meta-analysis of the effects of lockdowns on COVID-19 mortality. I read a lot of it, but I'll jump to the summary because I think it's pretty damn good. Now, let me throw this in, because I want to give myself some cred before I start rambling about this. I read the Wall Street Journal report and uh, uh, about um, excess deaths over the last two years. I don't know if you've heard people talking about this. I buy it. I've listened to enough smart people that I trust talk about this. We've had a million excess deaths. They have a way of calculating that. They know every year roughly how many people are going to die. Because it's relatively consistent. It increases X percent. This happens, everything like that. We had a million excess deaths. So the most likely thing, and I know a lot of you are going to argue with this, but the most likely thing is that we're undercounting the number of people that have died of COVID. It gets complicated, of course, if you have bad health and you get COVID and you die.
1: Was it 51% your blood pressure and 49% COVID, or how do you figure that out? But right, that's really difficult. There's both undercounting and overcounting, and it's difficult to know what the net is. But it would seem that without COVID, you would have had a million fewer
2: deaths. So I'm just throwing that out there to show I'm not just a uh, just a anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, COVID-isn't-real guy. I believe a million people have died from COVID, even though the official numbers are 800,000. But back to this, the Johns Hopkins studies. Overall, our meta-analysis fails to confirm that lockdowns have had a large significant effect on mortality rates. Studies examining the relationship between lockdown strictness, based on this index that they used, and it's very complicated, find that the average lockdown in Europe and the United States only reduced COVID-19 mortality by 0.2% compared to a COVID-19 policy based solely on recommendations. Shelter-in-place orders were also ineffective. They only reduced COVID mortality by 2.9%. The the, the recommendations means, and this is what Johns Hopkins study is, is recommending uh, that we do next time this happens. God help us if it ever happens in our lifetime. Just put the information out there. Tell people, hey, look, this is the COVID that's around. This is what we think would be a good idea. Let people make their own decisions. Um you would get a tiny bit a 0.2% better outcome and that's probably within the margin of error mm-hmm. of people dying if you just gave recommendations as opposed to the government your county your city your state or the
1: federal government coming in and saying you got to be shut down well and i want to make sure people understand that other statistic too if you engage in the most draconian of shutdowns you won't even get to 3% better you know results so instead of 100 people dying you got a little more than 97 Dying in the most draconian lockdowns. Studies
2: looking at specific um, ways to mitigate deaths, lockdown versus no lockdown, face masks, closing non essential businesses, border closures, school closures, limiting gatherings, also find no broad based evidence of noticeable effects on COVID 19 mortality. All those things I just listed, which is incredible. How is this not the number one news story in America today? I know, I know. And there's, there's more, but go on. However, back to Johns Hopkins. However, closing non essential businesses seems to have had some effect, it says here, uh, by a certain percentage, which is likely related to the closure of bars. They do think closing bars had some effect because of the way bars are. You're standing close together. You're, you're talking really loud. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's coming this weekend. Spit flying everywhere. <laughs> um, Also, masks may reduce COVID-19 mortality, but there is only one study that examines universal mask mandates. The effect of border closures, school closures, and limiting gatherings on COVID-19 mortality yields precision-weighted estimates of between 0.1% and 1.6%. Those are awful low percentages. Given the incredible damage we've done to the children, I would say. Lockdowns compared to no lockdowns also do not reduce COVID-19 mortality. Discussion portion portion of the 62-page paper. Overall, we conclude at Johns Hopkins that lockdowns are not an effective way of reducing mortality rates during a pandemic. At least not during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our results are in line with the World Health Organization writing from 2006, because they studied this with other shutdowns and other pandemics around the world. Reports from the 1918 influenza pandemic indicate that social distancing measures did not stop or appear to dramatically reduce transmission. In Edmonton, Canada, isolation and quarantine were instituted, public meetings were banned, schools, churches, colleges, theaters, and other public gatherings were closed, and business hours were restricted without obvious impact on the epidemic. Our findings are also in line with the uh, with another study, Allen, 2021. The most recent research has shown that lockdowns have had, at best, a marginal effect on the number of COVID-19 deaths.
1: What's especially frustrating about this, and the invaluable uh, COVID correspondent Kevin uh, sent this to us weeks and weeks ago, and actually I talked about it once or twice on the air, that both in 2017 and 2019, The WHO and the CDC put out reports on pandemic planning, big, authoritative, scientifically solid reports on pandemic preparedness. And they wrote in both of those reports that mass quarantines don't work. There's no scientific basis for it, but, quote, might be pursued for social or political purposes by political leaders rather than pursued because of public health evidence. They knew in advance it wouldn't work. But after watching the news out of China, they panicked. And, and the politicians who didn't know what the frig they're talking about won the day. And then, you know, what happened next as Kevin points out is like the scientists behind the Great Barrington de- Declaration. Do you remember when we were talking about that? That was a large group of respected scientists who said the lockdowns are a bad idea. There's no reason to do it. We need to stop. They were vilified and censored. Their funding was cut. Their positions were were severed. For daring to say what all the major health authorities had said in advance, and then as we're getting toward the tail end of it, precisely what Johns Hopkins is saying again. For that, they were vilified and canceled. Good Lord, people. Keep just trusting your beloved authorities.
2: So uh, now this is from the end of the report, and this is gets into the damage that it did. What does the evidence tell us about the effects of lockdowns on mortality? We provide a firm answer to this question. The evidence fails to confirm that lockdowns have had a significant effect on reducing COVID-19 mortality. The effect is little to none. The use of lockdowns is a unique feature of COVID of the COVID-19 pandemic. Lockdowns have not been used to such a large extent during any of the pandemics of the past century. However, lockdowns during the initial phase of the COVID-19 pandemic have had devastating effects. They have contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy. Other than that, it's been fine. Well, and they didn't even get more heavily
1: into the mental health aspects, especially for the young.
2: These costs to society must be compared to the benefits of lockdowns, which our meta-analysis has shown are marginal at best. Such a standard benefit cost calculation leads to a strong conclusion lockdowns should be rejected out of hand
1: as a pandemic policy instrument. How do you like that? And again, if you're just tuning in, that is Johns Hopkins' major study, which echoes the findings of multiple previous major studies pre-pandemic that all said the same thing. And yet, we did it. We did it to the children, and and the teachers' unions never forget did it beyond all reason, far beyond the point that people were back in bars and ball games and the rest of it abusing the little children. I, I you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I guess that's enough. Oh, it's frustrating. So, but it wasn't just the, the U.S. that did it. Although the U.S. has done it
2: more than most. Do I have time for this? Yeah, um, sure. Uh, cause I came across this yesterday. Mm. Stand by everybody stall. Okay. This is a journalist. Um, this is my first day back in New York since returning to the United States last month after four and a half months in Germany, says this journalist. When I was in New York over the summer, you could sense things were opening up. But now the contrast with Germany seems so stark, especially as regards to the basic fact of people going to work. In Germany, even during the rough Delta surge of November and December, many people were still going to work going downtown. The regional trains from the suburbs were still heavily used. You had to search for a seat. The train stations were bustling in Berlin, and she mentioned some other German towns. In New York, my goodness, Penn Station and shiny new Moynihan Hall are ghostly. There are no commuter crowds. Newsstands are closed. The bar at Moynihan closes at 8 in New
1: York City. Wow. So who was more willing to goose step to the arbitrary Ooh. dictates of the authorities? The, the U.S. was. Our people were. You know why? Do you know why? Because Trump said open the schools. Ah, that's a lot of it. You're you're
2: absolutely right. Trump Trump downplayed it. So you had to go.
1: You know, that is a lot of it. To prove you hated Trump, you had to act as though the COVID justified anything and everything because Trump was the other way. That is what, it's, what I will. I may never see anything so astounding for the rest of my life. Probably not, because this is one of the biggest things that's ever happened in world history. So,
2: Yeah. Any comment on that text line 415295 KFTC? We got a lot more on, on a lot of different things. But man, that, that's huge. That is huge huge tom brady has officially
1: retired gather yeah, your kids please, around I tell them care. tell them before please. they go off to school today you don't retire, want to hire don't retire become a hockey player i don't care you
2: don't want them to have to hear it from their friends in the schoolyard and then try to concentrate in school they're gonna be devastated but, you know put your arms around them it's like the morning of 9 11 really before they go to school talk to Jeez, them about tom
1: brady somebody please <laughs> cut off his mic <laughs> armstrong and getty show former white house advisor kellyanne conway
2: announced last week that she will release a memoir in may called here's the deal which is also the name of the bookstore bin where you'll find it
1: oh, What?
3: oh
1: hey wait now huh bookstore kellyanne conway that seems like Fifty years ago, <laughs> it does. What's a bookstore? That seems like fifty years ago. What yeah. is this? The olden days.
2: My town has one, but uh, not, not a lot of them
1: are gone. Have you heard the ex- uh, uh, hmm, take two? Have you heard the expression "social cooling"? No, I had not either. I've been reading about it. I it's so interesting. Social My mind cooling. is blown. Kerblui, right? Okay. I want to talk about that next segment. If you can hang around, great. If not, grab the podcast later, ArmstrongAgetty.com. Trust me, it's really, really interesting. Has to do with, um, data, you know, the data collection, the data mining, the data sharing that everybody talks about in terms of online activity. And, and who cares, right? So they got my data. Mm-hmm. They know I'm a golfer, so they'll send me golf ads. I don't care. Oh my gosh. I don't, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know one one hundredth of it. And it's significant. So interesting. I hope hmm. you can stay tuned. Hey, uh, Michael, play me that clip of the weaselly little, uh, what's-his-face, uh, prime minister. Is that what they got up in Canada? Yeah. Uh, I love this clip. Justin Trudeau. Hey, what he's talking about before we play it is they've had massive demonstrations in Ottawa, the capital, which is a really quaint and beautiful city. I happen to spend a week there once. The big um, trucker convoy that happened on what, Friday, Saturday? Exactly. Canada has gone nuts, lockdown-wise. Uh, with COVID, the very lockdowns we were just discussing have done no freaking good and enormous amounts of harm. And any responsible scientist or public administrator should have known it in advance. But like Australia and Italy and others, they've just for whatever reason gone crazy in Canada, including laws that say truckers who are rolling along alone in their truck can't do their job if they're not vaccinated. And so there's been a massive protest in Canada. It's more or less shut down the capital of Ottawa. I think it's wonderful. And the Weasley little prime minister had a couple of things to say that were, well, Weasley and little. Give us 71 first.
3: I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that.
1: Okay, so he believes in protests when he agrees with them. Then play 70.
3: There is a right to protest. There is a
2: right to make your voices heard loudly and clearly. But there is not a right to shut down our democracy, our democratic processes.
3: There is not a right to abuse, intimidate, and harass your fellow citizens.
1: As far as I can tell, the protests have been entirely peaceful. And what do you mean, shutting down our democracy? Because they've clogged up a couple of streets in Ottawa? And he just said, I uh, believe in protests when I believe in them. Mm -hmm. What a weasel. Canada. You can't do better than this idiot? Unbelievable. I just, I'm pleased to see more and more people rejecting the control and you know what troubles me about the whole uh control of COVID thing oh that reminds me even the atlantic and and then we'll move on i promise even the atlantic the lefty atlantic major new piece based on major new studies saying uh the kids in their masks at school completely useless really yeah i'll have to read that yeah and yet still they marched to school but the encouraging part if there is some is that uh is that more and more people in more and more countries are, are waking up to this and, and realizing they've been lied to and they've been, been misled and are rejecting it, which I think is healthy and it's good. The uh, the cloud to the silver lining is that it, it the whole rigmarole of stuff we've gone through has made some people so cynical they don't believe anything at all. Right. right. Including that which they should believe. Right. Um, but that is the danger of, you know, what we've dealt with. You you can believe this. We have a new record for the world's longest bolt of lightning.
2: A lightning bolt that stretched across three states almost 500 miles long across Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi.
1: I don't know a great deal about lightning bolts, but yes, that sounds very, very
2: long. It does. How long is the typical one? I don't know. 100 yards? I know nothing about this. Two miles? It seems extraordinary, though. I wish I wish I had seen it. I know you don't want to get hit by lightning. Uh, If you miss an hour of the show, grab it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and
3: Getty.
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: This weekend, there was some big news. After 22 seasons, Tom Brady may be retiring. So, bad news for your dad, there's a new retiree about to dominate the pickleball league. (laughs) Brady... Ready retiring would end a legendary career. He's accomplished more than any other quarterback to play the game, even though he was drafted 199th overall, which just goes to show you anyone can be
2: successful as long as you're one of the most gifted and attractive people in human history. <laughs>
3: Of course, Brady is known for more than just football. He's also been following a special diet so strict that on my show, I had to pressure him into eating his first strawberry and chugging a beer. But now that Brady appears to be hanging up the old football skates, the world may finally see what we've all longed for, Dad Bod Brady. Do it. Give us hope, Tom.
2: I just saw a picture, Tom Brady did retire officially, he announced it himself, but I just saw a picture of him with his four kids, who are young, and I think that's playing a major role in this, and dang cute, of course, you know, he's... Shockingly
1: attractive, He looks yes. like a model,
2: and his wife is the most famous model of all time, I think, by most Something standards. like that, close enough. But, so he is, uh, he played 22 years, this Joe Burrow, is going to be starting at the Super Bowl next Sunday after, next. he's was three when Brady played his first game, which is hard to even believe is possible. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I did, because I'm new to the NFL, really. I had not followed it for, like, the last dozen years. There are a handful of young, new quarterbacks that are freaking fantastic. So Brady can go. There are,
1: there are new people to watch. Oh, yeah, That absolutely. are just
2: amazing.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish him well. Being super rich and incredibly attractive, uh, I right. like the idea of him swigging beers though and getting fat. <laughs> the, <laughs> Although I, do, I doubt it.
2: The one thing that I actually find somewhat interesting is the fact that he was what a sixth round pick, hundred ninety ninth player picked. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's something.
1: Oh, yeah, one more quick note, not about Tom Brady, because I I don't give a crap, and I'm tired of hearing about it, although he's a terrific, I mean, an amazing athlete, and and I watched him for years, but uh, my life does not evolve around him. Uh, Stephen Colbert is so funny. He is such a great writer when he's not being an obnoxious, all Republicans are stupid racists partisan. Yeah, It's good to have him back. Anyway, uh, if you're just tuning in, we mentioned earlier and will mention again, Johns Hopkins' massive new study says the shutdowns didn't do any good, relatively speaking, in terms of saving lives. Barely any good whatsoever. And also major piece in the Atlantic saying, hey, uh, the, the kids masking at schools, it's not doing anybody any good. Unbelievable. Moving along. What is social cooling? This was uh, sent along by alert listener Brett. Brett, thank you. Really interesting stuff. Um, And this is an organization I hadn't heard of, but um, data leads to social cooling. I'm just going to read. Their website is is beautiful and graphic and laid out well, and we'll post it at com right after this segment. But usually I
2: I have a guess as to what something means and where a story is going. I don't even have
1: a guess here about what you're about to talk about. So data leads to social cooling. If you feel you're being watched, you change your behavior. Mm, Okay. Glenn Greenwald has uh, he was the first guy I said uh, I read rather who said a surveilled society is an obedient society.
2: I re- I am different now than I used to be years ago always because I assume there's a camera in the elevator in the hallway outside the building not with mm-hmm. important stuff it's not like I was going to urinate in the street or steal something but just you know I just I'm just aware of the fact that I'm being watched all the
1: time. So you would you agree you're a little more careful? Definitely. Big data, they say, is supercharging this effect. <clears throat> this could limit your desire to take risks or exercise free speech. Over the long term, these chilling effects could cool down society. And this is how it works. And this is important because I know I read that and thought, yeah, I guess I could see that. You know, you don't want to say something crazy on Twitter. or so. Oh, it's way, way more insidious than that. So your data is turned into thousands of different scores. And then they have all sorts of websites and emojis and credit cards and and the Twitter machine and the Facebook and, and just a hundred different sorts of scores. And your data becomes their data. Data brokers compare your data to the data of people they know more about. By comparing the patterns, they try to guess the likelihood of thousands of details that you may have never disclosed. Here are actual examples. Uh, they can de- guess your religion, whether you're a rape victim, whether you're into dieting, gardening, number of online friends, your IQ, your political views. If you've had an abortion, how gullible you are, Oof. sexual orientation. I mean, there are dozens of examples Um, your date of birth. If your parents divorced before you're 21 uh agreeableness, the year your house was built, if you have a smoker in your household, if you're a gun owner, on and on and on it goes based on algorithms. It's like. Uh, You know, smokers are more likely to get divorced, and, uh, you know, obviously cigarettes cause divorce. No, it has to do with personality types and patterns, but they've become crazy, crazy good at at connecting those dots.
2: And this is before artificial intelligence really takes hold of it, because artificial intelligence will be able to figure out patterns that we can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, it's already underway to some extent, but it hasn't gone nearly as far as it will. Wow, yeah, that's something. Anyway, people are starting to realize that and this is really the second step. You know, artificial
2: intelligence will be able to figure out that guy is ready to buy this kind of vehicle now based on you know millions of data points.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Age, income, age of kids, marital situation, mean and all kinds of things like that they'll be able to predict. Right. Not to get to mention how you vote on various issues.
1: Well, and listen, I hate to be Nelly negative over here, but a a tool that powerful will be used to exploit you economically and control you politically. Sure, It's just the history of mankind. Anyway, here's the second half of it. So you get that they have all that data, and they have amazing ways to combine it and figure out who you are and what you're up to. People are starting to realize that this digital reputation could limit their opportunities, and that these algorithms are often biased and built on bad data. Anyway, but... um. In the news, these are actual news stories. You may not get that dream job if your data suggests you're not a very positive person. If you're a woman, Screw you! you may see...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> go to hell. If you're a woman, you may see fewer ads for higher-paying jobs. If you have bad friends on social media, you might pay more for your loan. Oh, my God. Who you hang out with could affect
2: your mortgage rate. Holy crap. That's it, a good society.
1: That's a just a fantastic way to live. If you return goods to a store often this will be used against you. We've talked about that. It's probably good for stores. I don't mind that really. No. If there's no, a oh, database like, for that. It, it, claiming that all this stuff is entirely good or entirely bad is foolish. It'll you know, there'll be some benefits I to it. I want to
2: voluntarily give all this information though, as opposed to it being taken from me.
1: Right. What you post on social media may influence your odds of getting a tax audit. Your health insurer may collect intimate data about your lifestyle, race, and more, et cetera, et cetera. So people, here's the third part of it. People are changing their behavior to get better scores. Oh, And this has good side and bad side. I've heard Edward Snowden, I think, talk about this. Yeah.
2: That, mm-hmm. uh, you know, China has forced the social score thing on their country. We voluntarily have created it. Right. But are doing almost exactly the same thing. Uh, Who was I listening to yesterday was talking about on a podcast about how China has changed us to be more like them more than we have changed them to be more like us. Oof.
1: So social cooling is a name for the long term negative side effects of living in a reputation economy. Um, and, And it breeds a number of things. Number one, a culture of conformity. If you ever hesitated to click on a link because you thought your visit might be logged, it could look bad. More and more people feel this pressure, and they're starting to apply Mm. self-censorship. Two, it's a culture of risk aversion. For instance, when doctors in New York were given scores, this had unexpected results. Doctors that tried to help advanced cancer patients had a higher mortality rate, which translated into a lower score. Doctors that didn't try to help were rewarded with high scores, even though their patients died prematurely. But because they didn't try, they, they didn't get knocked down. Wow. Rating systems can create unwanted incentives and increase pressure to conform to a bureaucratic average. You know, I'm reminded of the fact that, uh, and, and you've heard this over and over and over again from various sources, that the U.S. ranks 14th in math testing or, or 27th or whatever. What they never tell you is we test all of our students, whereas, uh, you know, other cultures, they divide you into either Mm -hmm. you're working with your hands track or your academic track, and they just test the academic people anyway. Uh, there's increased social rigidity. Digital reputation systems are limiting our ability and our will to protest injustice. In China, the big example, each adult citizen is getting a government-mandated social credit score, which represents how well-behaved they are and is based on crime records, what they say on social media, what they buy, and even the scores of their friends. You got bad friends, it hurts your
2: score. That is troubling, man. That is really troubling
1: you have a low score you can't get a government job either.
2: Joe is broadcasting from home because we still have the whole COVID situation going on and sometimes the equipment does that um, that is some troubling stuff if you know anything about this because we have so many Silicon Valley uh, computer genius types listening to us you can jump on the text line at 415-295-KFTC 415-295-KFTC
3: more on that next
1: Armstrong and
3: Getty
0: at purdueglobal.edu The Armstrong and Getty Show
2: Welcome to February Year of the Tiger as the Chinese Lunar New Year starts or something like that Arr. Hey,
3: it's, uh, it's Tiger
2: Mm. <laughs> the year of the tiger. Not that tiger. I think the animal.
1: <laughs> I, uh, uh, Well, you know what? Why don't we wrap up the uh, the previous discussion first about the global cooling and the surveillance and the data being everywhere and intelligence, artificial intelligence and all. Uh, these people behind this website I'm reading from socialcooling.com say data is not the new gold. Data is the new oil. It's damaging the social environment. And their conclusion is... As pressure to be perfect rises, we will learn what privacy really is. Privacy is the right to be imperfect. Mm. Boy, that's pretty good. Interesting thought. When algorithms judge everything we do, we need to protect the right to make mistakes. When everything is remembered as big data, we need the right to have our mistakes forgotten.
2: God, we've got an anxiety problem at all ages now. What's it going to be like when every single thing... Is goes into your score that's going to have an effect on your mortgage rate or your likelihood of getting a job or probably dating profiles. So your likelihood of getting laid, getting a house, getting a job, everything hinges on the fact that you got a parking ticket, so your score went down a little bit, or or whatever. You 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 eat at fast food more often
1: than the algorithm says you should, or or whatever. Right. Anything. Right. And their, their conclusion is in our data driven world, privacy is the right to be human. Or, you know, I like the previous thing too, the right to have our mistakes forgotten. And how well does that dovetail with cancel culture that every mistake is permanent? There is no expiration date to youthful idiocy, for instance, on Twitter or what have you. How, how sick is that? Well, I think.
2: I think this is going to happen. I don't think this is a this could happen or wouldn't it be interesting if I think this is absolutely going to happen. The incentives for it happening are too great. That's scary. If, if businesses can profit and governments can manipulate based on this information, then it will happen. Um, it is scary, and 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 I wonder what it'd be like for, for because the, the things that I did or didn't do were drastically different. For instance, before I quit drinking 15 years ago, how long would it take to change your profile? You know, if you lived your life right. a
1: certain way. And then didn't. And if somebody, whether governmental or private, sought to discredit you, would it even matter? Something you did or said. And then tying it way into way back when.
2: And also tying it into something I was talking about earlier. Um, um, um I'm hearing more and more about the zero deaths thing that they want to do. Zero, zero car oh, deaths. Vision zero. Vision zero. We're going to bring automobile deaths down to zero, which is a ridiculous goal. But I think it's a push toward more automated vehicles. And Tesla's out today recalling 54,000 vehicles because some of them roll through stops, just like humans. I think the computer's doing what humans do. Yeah, um, my
1: vehicle does that, too. They ought to
2: recall it. <laughs> but when they force us into uh, self-driving cars, they'll have everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. So how many times you went through a fast food drive through or stop at a bar or a strip club or whatever it is.
1: Everywhere you go will be documented. And add that to your score. You know what you're going to see is, A, well, uh, probably, A, uh, a real growth in encryption and, uh, and masking uh, technical systems that more and more people will become aware of, like the VPN thing or whatever, if you're hip to that. Um, and you'll also probably see self, uh, subcultures of not plugged in emerge. You know, kind of the modern Amish, if you will.
2: Yeah. Hansen just said in my ear, paying with cash. Um, yeah, and, and I just wonder what will that do to people's brains, their, their, their personalities, everything you do always, no matter how alone you are,
1: is being kept track of. And every mistake is permanent. Awesome. That's, are you trying to make people insane and, and, and want to kill themselves? Speaking of killing themselves. Boy, what a downer. jeez say something cheerful. Somebody.
2: <laughs> Anybody. <laughs> Speaking of killing themselves. This is not uh, going in the right direction, probably. Um, uh, have you been following that? Was it Miss America or Miss USA? I get their mixed Miss USA, up. yeah. Yeah. She uh, jumped out of a window, I think, the other day. One yeah. of them. And uh, I was just reading some headline that said something like, The brutal dog-eat-dog world of beauty pageants claims another victim or something like that either either volunteer to participate in that sort of thing or you don't or either take it super seriously or you don't i read something where this particular woman and i'm not going to mention even mention her name because what's the point um uh, she had had some recent writings about losing her looks as she was aging or whatever it's just yeah well and she talked about how brutal like the comments on her instagram page were well yeah yeah if you, if you're going to put yourself out there as look at how pretty i am you're going to get a lot of negative comments i suggest you don't read them and if you're going to make a beauty your personality, you're going to age and
1: get less attractive every single day of your life. It's just the way it is. Somebody should have told you that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, that's sad. You're right. That was the wrong direction.
2: I just thought that was interesting. Have you seen, once again, have you heard anybody say or write anything along the lines what we just said? Or is it all just, look how terrible this is that people said mean things? Or that she couldn't deal with losing her beauty. Well, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sure it was torturous to be her, but that's a bad way to look at the world. Don't encourage it. Both are true. The the headline should be, don't do this, or teach your daughter not to do this. Don't don't hang everything on your looks. Don't read the comments about, don't post pictures of yourself in a bikini and then read the comments. Because some people are going to say mean things because they're jerks.
1: There's actually a great Affitt Brothers song about that very thing. The, uh, one of the, the brothers, uh, I think a relative, maybe a, a cousin or a niece or somebody was pretty and going down the modeling route. And they wrote a song about it. It's a fake. It's a fraud. You're ending the world where every photograph is, is, uh, is retouched. It's, it's, it's a road to nothing, to misery. Don't
2: do it. If you can collect, if you're good looking, and got the high cheekbones and everything like that and the flat tummy and you can collect the paycheck without buying into the falseness of it, it'd be okay. But I think a lot of people buy into the whole, this is who I am. I'm a pretty person.
1: Right. Right. You got to keep your soul separate from, you know, your body. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Of course, there's a lot of people making money off of their bods. In the OnlyFans influencer. Remember, I mentioned grandfluencers yesterday. <laughs> Elderly people are influencing. This Wait a f- minute. I have a future. This is a fishing rod I use. Grandfluencers. Watch me. me. <laughs> Excellent, Michael. <laughs> it's a first mention or sound
1: of Joe Biden today, which I consider a good thing. Yeah. It's a step yeah. in the right direction, isn't it? I suppose. I gotta. I feel like a hunted beast. we got to come up with some cheerful fare.
2: Uh, I don't know if this is cheerful or not. we got a uh, college professor who's been hounded out of his job for saying something that most people agree with. Canceled! I mean, literally, the
1: vast majority of people agree with him. The
2: way he stated it wasn't probably the most artful, but you shouldn't lose your job over it. So we can tell you that tale, among other things. If you ever miss an hour of the show, first of all, get your priorities straight. Secondly... You can catch up with it by uh, going armstrongandgetty.com and grabbing the hour in the podcast form.
1: So you got to be artful? Is that what you're implying? I can barely manage coherent. Guy gets canceled for being inartful. Please.
2: Um, And Whoopi Goldberg is doubling down on our whole uh, exterminating the Jews comments. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Is she? What? Yeah. She was no. on Colbert last night to try to clean up her misstep. No. That and other stuff on the way.